This episode is brought to you by Blueprint Renovate Program, the program designed to create space in your firm to cultivate mindset change through what you do every day. Visit blueprinthq.com.au slash contact to start the conversation. Welcome to the In Demand Accountant. I'm your host, Sam Dean, and I'm excited to have you here to explore efficient and effective frameworks for implementation of change so we can stay in demand, build business mastery, and meet any kind of disruption that comes to us. All notes and links can be found at blueprinthq.com.au forward slash podcasts. Enjoy the show and get curious on what we can do as an industry going forward. Hello, everybody, and welcome to In Demand Accountant with Sam Dean. I'm super excited about today's episode because it's tomorrow um, when I'm recording. This is the 30th of June, 2020. You know, what a date. We're going to reflect on that date. And the 30th of June, 2000, um, which is exactly 20 years ago, which was the obviously the inset of GST. And um, we're looking at the 20-year anniversary. And then I'm going to really drill down and compare the two. I don't think there's been a lot of reflection. There's certainly been a lot of discussion recently about the fact that there was this, you know, GST came in 20 years ago and it was the big shift, if you like. There was a lot of exits from the business of sort of the older generation, 60 to 65-year-olds who quite rightly said, I don't want to you know, come on to a new legislation and and a lot of the new technology that would actually go with it. I think this is happening a little bit today with the 30th of June 2020. Um, Obviously, the disruption's been a little bit different, but I think a lot of the principles are the same. So I'd really like to drill down on that and and reflect on that, if I may, in in this episode. And then that will lead into braid leadership, which I think is definitely one of the characteristics of an in-demand accountant and I feel is what is required going forward. So let's have some fun. Um, I have the privilege, obviously, of being an accountant that has lived through both. Obviously, 30th of June 2000, I was right in the midst of GST as a as an advisor. And this time around, um, probably just have a little bit more space and time to reflect because I'm not doing tax anymore, that I have some time. And obviously, a lot of you know my work is um, a little bit on hold at the moment with everyone being so busy. So I, I have that privilege. So I hope that I can give you some of my insight. It's only my insight and completely open to discussion on this going forward. So let's have a look. 30th of June, 2000, 20 years ago um, tomorrow. Sorry, this will actually be dropping on the 2nd of July, so it would have actually been, but I'm recording this episode on the 29th of June. So um, just give you some reflection on the dates and everything that would be happening. So 30th of June, 2000, saw the invent of GST. And I think, you know, looking at it from three respects, you know, from a disruption, it was probably in our generation of accountants, the first big disruption that we saw with a big piece of legislation. And I'm going to look at it from a client's perspective as well, what they were going through and, you know, reflect it back to what's happening today. And then also our behavior as an industry and what that the 30th of June 2000 might have brought about and then how that has actually reflected 20 years on now. So um, 20 years sounds like a long time, but in most of our careers, it may not even these days be the halfway point. 
then while we might not be in the same career or might shift a lot, it, it is still, you know, a halfway point and it might just be reflective of what's going on. So while it sounds a long time ago, for me it hasn't been, and I'm sure for a lot of you, and if there are some people listening who weren't around the 30th of June, I think this is a really interesting thing to have a look at. So let's look at it from a disruption point of view. It's, I actually am finding it really intriguing to look at 2000 and 2020. And there was a real, remember in 2000, you know, from a digital technology point of view, that we hadn't even heard of the likes of Zero at this stage. It was still about 10 years away. And iPhones and smartphones weren't even in existence. That was in 2007. So if you think about how the technology, but it was a really big confronting technology for us back then because it was probably one of the biggest shifts is that we were looking at really going from the manual cash book style of things, which were difficult to, obviously, if people had any size, you know, do a GST on into the more desktop. And my obviously dominated this at this time. So, you know, it was quite disruptive from a technology point of view. It was probably the biggest disruption, but was very curious looking back in reflection. And I have talked about this previously, that when GST came in, we had plenty of notice about it, but we still, there was still a lot of us buying GST compatible for both our internal software and, you know, supporting our clients in that right up to the 30th of June 2000. So, Again, like with STP, which we've seen recently, there was a very reactive, oh, my God, we've got to do it, and deadline-driven spontaneity on the implementation of technology. So I don't think that some of our behavior has actually, from a disruption point of view, has actually changed that much. And we still, because of our compliance obligations and everything else and not creating the space within our businesses, have actually you know, reacted. It. And, of course, we're very human and we're trained this way. So it was interesting back in 2000, it was still very much the same. Now, that's a big generalization. Obviously, there were a lot of people who were prepared, but we had a lot of, a lot of much more time with the GST. But we also had lots of time with STP, which is, was a smaller one. And isn't it interesting that GST, PAYG withholding or, and superannuation were all brought in around that time, superannuation, obviously before that. Yet, you know, we didn't actually have the instant reporting of it until, you know, very recently. And we were still, you know, we still have a lot of people who still aren't on it and doing that. So there's still this big lag of what we do every day and how we could have got in front of it. So I think that that's something to be really thoughtful of. And so while we are always driven, obviously, by the compliance and legislation changes of the ATO, we usually, you know, obviously with JobKeeper and everything, that's a bit different, but we usually do have time for implementation on that. And some would argue if we'd had some of this stuff in that um, we would have been able to be a little bit more agile in what has happened recently. So it's super interesting to reflect back and obviously reflecting back is we've always got the um, the power of hindsight, but it's really interesting to see that and to see that, you know, perhaps our behaviour um, with disruption and how we actually meet it hasn't changed since 2000 and, you know, even before that. And, you know, frankly, the reason for this is because, and people give us a hard time about this, but we just really haven't. We haven't had, you know, the, the crucial elements of change of that we have had, you know, our business models still work and our reaction 
um, reactive nature has still working, you know, as far as our business models go. We've still got clients, we're still making okay money, all of that sort of stuff happening. And we've also, you know, obviously still overwhelmed by the constant changes of legislation and compliance, which from a business model point of view and, and what we do every day is great because it means we will always have business and that's only growing, particularly the advisory side of it, maybe not processing, but that's great. So what I want to really reflect back on then and summarize from a disruption point of view and what I want you to take forward is that 2000 and 2020, we haven't seen a lot of change in our reaction. We have been disrupted a lot in our industry over time with legislation changes, if you like, and technology changes. A lot of it had a lot of time in front of it, but we uh, you know, still were fairly last minute like we are with our lodgements you know, every year as well from a timeline point of view. And so when disruption is coming faster and thicker as it is now, we're getting disrupted not just from legislation changes but from business model changes and faster technology changes. As I said, in 2000, the big technology change was into desktop, but since then we've had a lot of technology changes faster 2007, the iPhone 10, the advent of zero and the increasing ability of communication to communicate faster. But, you know, the disruption has always been there. And this round, we, with the whole world has been disrupted from a really overwhelming point of view. But we have had disruption before and we can learn from that, you know, going forward. And I'm not sure that we've learned enough from it to be frank. And one of the big reasons in our industries, as we haven't, is because by not responding to disruption quickly, hasn't really affected us from a business point of view, you know, as hard as it has other industries. So that's a real privilege. And it ones we need to, you know, use the foundations and go off. But it's also one that we need to change might be a little bit harder for us because we haven't had to change. We haven't had that real momentum for change, if you like. But for those who really want to be in demand and going forward, that's the one thing we need to look at. And we'll cover that off later when we talk about brave leadership. So the other aspect, so one that was disruption, 2000, 2020. And the second one I want to really drill down from 2000 to 2020 of the needs of our clients. Now, obviously, our fundamental needs from our clients, whether it be the implementation of GST, and again, if you really want to reflect on that, um, it was, again, the ATO using us as a lodgement system and now with JobKeeper we're a social security system as well. So we responded to that for our clients because they needed us too and again it was a little bit you know more like Panadol, they really needed us too, they weren't clear in understanding for it and we really delivered on that. I think the one thing we probably haven't done in both respects in both times is definitely educated our clients, spent the time in actually understanding what we were doing mainly because, you know, we haven't had the time or we don't have the resources and the knowledge on how to actually do that. But but then underneath that is that that's our clients' fundamental Panadol needs. But we have this both in GST times and now is that there's cash flow, there's lots of implications going forward that are in the future for our clients that we can kind of predict. Certainly when GST came in, if you want to have a look at it in 2000, what happened that we didn't really see and a lot of clients see and, and frankly when you know I went into business for myself in 2020 with the tree business is putting aside and really you know budgeting out the GST and stuff and not using it as a fundamental finance <laughs> if you like 
And we are still seeing today businesses get in trouble because of that behaviour and habit that, first of all, the ATO allowed, obviously, from a political point of view. You know, everyone was you know, under a lot of pressure. They certainly didn't really get strong on that until about 15 years after the fact. And I think that put us habits in and bad habits, if you like, around cash flow and that real forward thinking of, well, it's, you know, we should put that money aside so that we can meet the debt that's not ours. And not all businesses do that, but there's a fundamental $45 billion, I think, outstanding with that at the moment. And those are habits that perhaps as accountants we could have helped our clients get a better understanding of cash flow through simply what we do, we can do every day. So that's really, you know, obviously I'm using hindsight there very strongly. But certainly in 2002 when I was in business, I really got some aha moments on that and thought, ah, you know, this is why people don't do it. We need to educate more around financial literacy and what that means rather than just what's in the bank at the time and I can spend it. And particularly, you know, really starting to see that a lot of small to medium businesses do live hand to mouth and, you know, how we might be able to help that. And that's exactly the same now. That hasn't changed. We've got, there's so much has happened in the last 2020. It's kind of really put a spotlight and it's magnified it, if you like. But, you know, our clients really need us now to stand up and start educating around, you know, the next three months, start planning now. And a lot of people don't want to plan. And it's kind of scary to look into the future right now as to what would happen. But we know that if we can plan and we can put it down and we can really face up to it now, it will never be as bad and um, it really gives you a lot more framework and, you know, hard decisions and everything to be made. So I think we can really look at what happened in 2000, learn from it, and then go forward and how we actually do that. Now, these are skills that we already have. We just need to tweak. So our clients really need us like they did back in 2000 to do this stuff, but they're not necessarily looking at it because it's more vitamin type of work, if you like, in that we have to plan out, we have to be proactive. And what a great leverage this would be then later on if you do want to get into more cash flow CFO work, if you did want to get into that more style of work later on, you would just you can just step in to it as we go and really just add on to your tax services, this sort of stuff. So just reminding you now from a real perspective of looking back over time and from 2000 to 2020, the client's needs haven't changed. And I think we've still got to really as an industry pull up and give ourselves the space to say, how can we meet those needs a little bit more proactively? I'm not saying that we jump in and we become great strategists and everything. We don't need to do that. We just need to, we know what's going to happen in 30th September and stuff. And we have the um, we have the ability of hindsight to actually understand that and look at some of the behaviours that this kind of legislation and the the allowing of deferment of payments that happened with GST, how some clients still are recovering from that behaviour even today, businesses going out of business because of GST debt and stuff, and how we can actually use what we know from then and say, hey guys, you know, using that, let's get some planning done. Let's get this. Here's the value and people will really, really want that. They want security and safety around. They want some understanding in this very uncertain time. And, of course, you know, going forward, we can never guarantee that. But using what we have learned from the 2000 experiences and from GST around the behaviour is super important. So that's our clients and our clients' needs. So we've just 
talked about disruption and 20, 2020, and now we've talked about what our clients need. Very similar. We can learn from that and take it forward. And the last one is our behavior. So our behavior as an industry. I think that one of the reasons I do what I do, because I really think that we should be in demand and an in-demand accountant. And as you know, one of the stats that I always use is the trusted advisor stat. And I don't have the one from 2000, but I do have the one from 10 years ago. And that was, you know, when I started doing this work and Homeside NAB and Scottish Finance does that trusted advisor survey of SMEs and, you know, 54% of SMEs 10 years ago had a trusted advisor of which 48% were accountants and, and the rest were lawyers and etc. This The one that came out in 2017 that was published in the Fin Review, the same survey, says that it's only 16.1% overall and 9.8% of accountants. So I feel that our behaviour and our thing has, you know, obviously there's a lot of other elements going on that, but, you know, that's a, a slow thing. And I'm sure back in 2000 it was even higher than it was in 2010 so you know we need to look as an industry and say how can we solve that because we should be central we should be the central advisor of our clients we should be helping them through this and be that person that they come to and we might not be able to solve it but we can certainly go so that's a massive step that we have to look at you know what we did in 2000 or over the last 20 years and what we can do now in 2020 to go forward to, to shift that that thing and become in demand and trusted um, or, or central, whatever the words you want to use there going forward. We have the skills. We have the foundational skills to do this. But we have, you know, what behavior do we have to change as our industry? Because we are the common denominator, guys. Um, there's many, many clients, but there's only one accounting industry. And, you know, most people only have one accountant. So, you know, that's up to us to say, okay, well, how can we change and, and what can we do? And I think that, you know, the big thing, and I mentioned it before, is we need to start looking a little bit more proactively and spend some time and space. This is extremely hard for us because we are an hourly based still, even 20 years on, you know, from 2000, you know, we do look at things and, and we do do things that, you know, what can, you know, charge in the next hour or what is even if you do only use it as a costing system, you know, it is a big mindset change for us to then spend some time to actually plan our own businesses, look at what's coming up for our clients, what's coming up for us, how we might want to educate and do that. And I hope we can offer some solution and help so I mean the first thing is just to be just a little bit reflective look back if you were around in 2000 have a look back and think oh what can I remember from them obviously it was 20 years ago but it was a big 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 time and see if you can see some differences some things that you've taken forward and changed and think yay that was really good and some things that you might have learnt that you can now reflect very quickly on what's happening now so we can go forward because we are going into some of the most uncertain times, not just for our industry, but for all our clients. And it's super dependent that we look at the behavior that we have. And I think using the 20 year, 2000 to 2020 is a nice way to do it because we have that benefit of reflection. And even if you weren't around in 2000 or you were just beginning your career, look back at maybe some of the other disruptions we've had with maybe the STP coming in or any of the behaviours that you've seen, you know, happen and the disruptions that maybe you have and reflect back 
to what we've learned in the past about it and what we're learning now and how we can go forward now into the next decade of our industry and see how we can actually help our clients going forward and be the in-demand accountants that we want to be. So to help you on this, we're going to, over the next month of July, you know, have a look at that. I'm going to interview a couple of people who have been, you know, in practice in 2000 and now 2020 and get their reflective thoughts on it and what we might do and intertwined about that is really, you know, the model around the in-demand accountant, what our businesses may need to look like and some thought and reflection on that. Now, I would love to have a conversation with you guys about it. We're offering our normal 20-minute check-in conversations to see how you're going. I love talking to accountants and would really love your feedback on this because these are just my thoughts, but I want to see what your thoughts are too. So as usual, check into the website, www.blueprinthq.com.au slash podcast and make an appointment or drop me an email, sam at blueprinthq.com com.au and we can book it in and have a chat or drop me your thoughts as always if you could drop a review onto itunes as well on this podcast would really be appreciated to that so happy new year everybody and happy new decade i'm so looking forward to what's going to happen it's going to be challenging it's going to be hard we can do hard things And I think we're up for it. Our industry is such a strong industry. We've got such great people in it. We do need to change a little bit and we do need to go forward. But um, we're up for it. We really are. And I'd love to be part of your journey. So as usual, continue the conversation and be brave. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. To check out more information on all things Sandine and Blueprint, go to the website blueprinthq.com.au and remember, continue the conversation and be brave. See you next time.